You watched Iron Man 2 the other day. Yeah. He said DJ D-Rex spin a, spin a funky beat for me to whoop my buddy's ass to. Iron Man said that? Yeah, he said bro, DJ D-Rex? Yeah, he was like, Ayo, DJ D-Rex, spin a funky beat for me to whoop my homeboy's ass to. He said buddy, but that was right before he whooped Rody in his, or before Rody whooped his ass in his crib and then flew off None in his suit. Funny. And then Nick Fury clowned him for it the very scene. next morning. Yeah. I do remember the scene in Iron Man was, the OG for that. Yo, DJ that's why I, I really fuck with uh with them for putting him in there or for, for them for putting that line in there because they literally had uh Nick Fury call him out. He was like, bro, yo, homie came into your crib, put your suit on, whooped your ass, <laughs> and then took off with it. And you over here eating donuts with me, nigga? I know you dying, but are you okay? <laughs> yeah, that shit was wild. Iron Man's one of the greatest, uh, you know. Shouts out cinematic pieces ever shouts out to Tony Stark for sure for sure hey man it's been a minute Darren we back on the pod we're far too long word on road we about to blow <clears throat> do you think Drake do you think <laughs> James Podden in the mix James Podden in the mix Podden Gasol Start paying me for this. Can't get no more free, Randy. Cameras. Man, that's a great song. Man, you know, whenever I hear Take Care, I, it really just takes me back to that time period. Like, you ever hear just certain music that just kind of like, it's like a fucking time machine, and, and you just ex you just jump exactly to where you were? Take Care was a, it was a pivotal point in my life. So, and, and I think that a lot of people can relate to me when I say this um me going back and listening to take care is a form of self-harm oh god <laughs> oh I jesus was, i was. was i was in a i was in a very 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 dark place when uh when that one came out when and i definitely marvin's room it. came out when <sighs> marvin's room came out bro talk about Yo. the tear you know take care came out wow bro weirdly enough so check this out bro Take Care came out November 15th, 2011. I, I just pulled it up, right? The reason why that's significant, and some of the people, I mean, I, they might not know, but that are listening to this, I left Washington. I left school my very first time in high school in Washington, November 16th, 2011. So right before the most tragic mo event in my life, my young adult life, Take Care came out. That's intense, bro. And you know, I was probably crying in Marvin's room. I ain't gonna lie to you. 2011 was my very first heartbreak. Man, talk about it. No. Um, <laughs> it's too early for the emotional unpacking. Yeah, bro. I just told you to take me to a dark place of self-harm, dog. You want me to start You're drinking right, and drinking on the pod? You know, uh, Take Care makes me think of like rapper hands Drake. Like headlines come on, I get my rapper hands Drake. You fucking baseball gloves ass nigga. That's my hey bro, hey, bro. Drake, Drake with like a barely beard. He got he got the beard that just now connected. The, the scragglies. 
that was the best Drake. I'm not gonna lie to you. The curly, um, the curly fro. The motto came out. Bro, come on, bro. I'm this the album, man. People be playing with Drake. It. Like he ain't got a classic. The man has a classic. Um, but hey, bro. How are you, D Street? It's been it's been a minute, bro. How's 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 your last seventy two been? My last seventy two, man. Um, I have to say, I'm definitely in uh, higher spirits than I have been in late. I have some. My boy just got promoted, bro. Go ahead and hey, start off with that, bro. Get that shit off. You got promoted, Sergeant D Street. I'm gonna celebrate you. Why? Why everybody can hear it on this mic, bro? I'm gonna give you your flowers, Sergeant D Street. Quit, quit letting these niggas know my occupation, man. Shit, man. Nah, bro. They gotta put some respect on your name. Hey, Sarge. Hey, Sarge. <laughs> That's yeah, how they do it. Found out. I found out. I got promoted uh, last week. It becomes official this week. Um, some other things finally fell into place. There's some things that are currently falling into place that I would like to uh, stay stay exactly where they fall. Uh, we just wait until the hammer out. drops. Oh. <laughs> Hey, 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 hey. Stepping up my game. These bitches gotta start paying me for this. Can't get no can't more get no free, more free Randy. Randy. Nah, for sure. They can't get no more free, Darren. That's that's absolutely it. Nothing else is for free. 2021, my price is skyrocketing. The Dow is through the roof. Oh, so what you're through saying is you're a capitalist. That's what you're getting at. Um Hey, bro, we ain't got to talk about it. We ain't got, we ain't got to go into it, bro. We ain't got to go into it. But, I mean, nah, bro, besides but you getting promoted, how's uh, your health? Yeah, man, you know, just um, I'm, I'm definitely working man. on my health, working about, uh, working on, you know, getting back into the gym and, you know, healthy diet. You know, it's very hard once you get out of a rhythm to get back in that rhythm. It takes you. I was you, uh, just I talking about Jessica. I was just talking to Jessica about this the other day, bro. It's horrible. I think, uh, I, what is it they say? It, it takes, uh, it takes like, uh, 15 days to form a habit, but only three to lose it or something, something weird like that. Um, but I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to get that back, trying to get back big swole, uh, healthy back to, you know, my prime, because it makes me sad to think that I I, I peaked at 21. So, you know, you know, it makes me really sad to think that. But... Bro, you didn't peak at 21, bro. Don't do that. Bro, I might have peaked at 21, bro. You, you knew me when I was 21, nigga. I was... <laughs> hey, bro, some people some people peaked at at 14, bro. It's all good. You, I mean, we know those people bro, in those high people school. Bro, those people are losers was, now. You know, They're losers Moving now. different in high school. Yeah, bro, They're we ain't losers. losers That's now. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, bro. We ain't losers. Our trajectory different. You're absolutely right. Tell me, oh, absolutely. Trajectory um, but, different. But everything's been great, bro. All in all, I have to say, um, a, a seven out of ten. Although I would not recommend that you live my life. How about your seventy-two? Uh, my seventy-two. Damn, bro. What's today? I don't even know. You know, you get to a point in this pandemic <laughs> where you forget days, bro. Porn. You. <laughs> bro it's not been my 72 i've been trying to get some daylight i've been trying to wash my hands as much as possible That's, came, that out the, be my... came out the bedroom like quagmire <laughs> <laughs> the point the point uh go wash your hands oh that's nah, hilarious no nah, man my last 72 today is sunday um sh- sh- hey man shirking responsibilities and trying to get sunlight that that's that's the combo i'm with right now bro like 
I went, we were talking about getting out of habits. I was just having this conversation, bro. I used to go hiking at this spot near where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. And I used to, man, we used to run up and down the hills for like hour and a half, two hours out there, just, you know, getting it in. Man, the first five minutes I was gassed. I haven't gotten in like real exercise in a minute. And it, mm-hmm. and it, it was one of those ones that like, it really shocked you. Like it's all oh, damn, bro. Like. My, my thigh sore, bro. I've been walking five minutes. This is crazy. Back in my 23 day. Twenty-three years old. Twenty-three years old. My knees are my day. <laughs> bro, I can't wait till I get to that point. But yeah, man, you know, out out in the sun, uh, shirking responsibilities. I was supposed. I'm supposed to apply to grad school by December first. You've been uh, doing those modules and stuff, man. Yeah, man. I've been trying. I was technically supposed to take the GRE yesterday. I did not. Um, I'm gonna take it in the future. Um, so when I apply for like fellowships and stuff, like I'll be good to go. But the major cutoff is December first. Mm-hmm. I'm applying to Berkeley. Um and hopefully that works out for me, bro, because I, I definitely, you know, shirked a lot of responsibilities. I still hey, bro, it ain't no hopefully, it ain't no if it's just a matter of when. It's a matter Man, of when I didn't get... and the circumstances, bro. That's that's all it is, bro. When I, you I... get accepted to Ber- when you apply for sure. That's the that's the first part. When you apply, nigga, and then after that, when you get in. I didn't get in for my undergrad, but I definitely got that wait list. So hopefully, I, I knock on. I kicked his door down this time. So for that's sure. that's what I've been up to. Um, shit, bro. Just uh, just trying to stay out the way. Just trying to stay yeah. out the way. Yeah, man. Um. Oh, oh, real quick. And I told you I've been listening to, not listening to, but reading that Barack Obama book, right? Barack Obama What's it is, called? is, it's called A Promised Land. Or no, I'm lying. I'm lying as hell. No, 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 no. The, I'm, I'm the telling the truth. Land. It's A Promised Land. No, no, no. It's A, a Promised Land. Land. Okay. It's a really good book. Basically, it chronicles Barack Obama's life from, you know, as him being a kid, uh, smoking weed, kicking it with the homies. High school, um, college, up into him running up into his first term, right, and all of the stuff that entails with his first term. The My thing that's so dope about to the podcast, presidency—that's crazy. And that—that's the dopest part about this, bro. And I think that I really want to get this off in the podcast because it's one of those things that I deal with personally is imposter syndrome. You never really feel like you're supposed to be in the position that you're in. Barack Obama says in this entire time, he's like, bro, up until I became president, I didn't think I was supposed to be president. He's like, I ran for Congress and failed. I got blown out by 40 points. I I went in the Senate and failed. I got blown out by 15 points. What is that? What do you think is that moment where, like you said, he up until he became president, he didn't think he was supposed to be president. What do you think specifically was that moment where he was like, yeah, the Oval was meant for me? He was talking about in um, in the book, he went, you know, they do that March in Selma, mm-hmm. how uh, Congressman John Lewis, rest in peace, they, you know, they, they go across the Selma Bridge for, and in remembrance of Bloody Sunday, I believe it was what it was called, when they, white folks just came on those horses and just beating people. Mm-hmm. Um he was he went down there it was literally it was in 2008 or 2007 right before the election he went down there to participate in that and a bunch of old heads that were down there my apologies for not knowing all of their names um one of them was like a super og used to you know be with dr king 
participate in civil rights and he's walking him across the bridge and he 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 one of them signaled over to barack and was like yo come over here he's like yo this isn't necessarily about you he's like you have now taken up your stand of the relay race we just handed the baton to you our our generation opened the door and your gen i think he said our generation was like moses and your generation is joshua your job is to keep it pushing it isn't it isn't it isn't your job to fix all the issues in the world your job is to at least we kicked open the door for you right now so now keep going through that yeah so he he got the blessing of a bunch of civil rights leaders um right before the election he was like now i feel like i'm doing something bigger than it for myself because for the longest he, he almost broke up with michelle like they went through a lot bro like he was really having a hard time with his relationship and we're gonna get into relationships but i think i think yeah. it, it it fits perfectly because he was doing a bunch of time intensive things and michelle's whole vision of her life was no i want you to be here with these kids and I want you to be with us and these kids. And I want you to do a normal job where you get off at five o'clock and you come home and you stay with the kids and da, da 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 And he was just dead set on being a politician, even though he failed like three or four times. And it was just causing so much friction. But it's all in all, the thing that I really liked about it is him showing all like, you look at all these celebrities, you look at Barack and you just think perfection. Like these people mm-hmm. can't do anything wrong. But nah, Brad, like, niggas is just as insecure niggas don't know what the next move he's talked about in his 20s he didn't know what he wanted to do until he was 39 like you don't really know and then he ended up being the president of the united states like and i think that's dope you know what i mean and i love that part of the book so that's what i've been reading a lot and i've learned a lot from that man that man is dope if you guys definitely have the extra coin get a promise land by Barack obama it's really dope yeah, I definitely want to read that. Especially the the way you talk about it, it just makes it sound like such a such a great and insightful read, especially for people that are in our position. You know, either regardless of their age, but just the position that you are in in life. If you don't know what you're, what you're doing, what your purpose is, what you know, what you're meant to be, for you to read about someone whose life, for me personally, uh, before you ever told me about that book, I just assumed like. Obama was born for greatness. No, that's just, just that's just the guy. Yeah, that's the guy he's always and nah, he was still pretty ill out there. Like I know I know a little bit about his he, life. He was still the man. Like he was the first, the head of the black, I mean the Harvard Law Review, the first black man. And that's why Michelle was pissed off because she was like, Yo, you can get the bag, bro. Like, you know who you are right now? And he was like, Nah, man, I'm gonna go work for these pennies and change the world. And then, and then she was pissed off about it. You don't really notice those, you know, those decisions. And I thought yeah. that was so ill, bro. Hey, man, bunch of breadcrumbs make a whole cookie. Mmm, make a pound cake. Make a pound cake. Hey, bro. Hey. <laughs> Speaking of pound cake. Speaking of pound cake, where are you taking us? Nowhere. Nowhere, bro. I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of pound cake no nah, bro I know, Actually, hey, no as a matter of fact no, no, speaking no. of pound cake how's no, your real thanksgiving quick. dog how's your Speak, thanksgiving speaking of pound cake hold on bro i got that shipment of the, of the pounds that you was asking for oh, here we go hey, from across uh, the border if you if we, you're listening to this right now i don't listen to anything uh, this man's about to say at all no nah, bro uh you know what bro I'll, I'll hold it down i'll hold it down my thanksgiving <laughs> was 
was chill, man. I just kicked it with the fam. <laughs> you know what I mean? After I got, you know, from doing my other duties. Um, oh, my God. I, you know, I was just kicking with the fam. You know, I got some some nourishment in. It's beautiful. Uh, it's beautiful. And, 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 and celebrated food and family. Fuck Christopher Columbus. And the, the pilgrims, them. And them. And them. For the, sure. The pilgrims, them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, just kicking it. Uh, what about you, man? You had your turkey. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, we did it up right. This is the uh, third year in a row that I wasn't able to go home and uh, celebrate food and family with the family. So I celebrated the, the, the food with the friends or celebrated the friends with the food and uh, deep fried two turkeys that came out amazing and then i made you, you know duck? all the sides nah bro i ain't, ain't deep fried no duck it's been a minute since i but i got that i gotta drop that duck off uh, a little bit later though i'm, I'm for sure you know triple back to that but um triple back uh, i ended up that. i ended up feeding about 30 35 people man people just came through got plates got a little rowdy had to kick people out you know it's that and the other but for the most part everybody had a good time a lot of people came back for uh yeah bro i heard you i heard you stuff dude out for skimming off the budget bro because that shipment came in no 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 no. that was a rumor that was a rumor that was a rumor i'm a lover first off not a fighter i'm not snuffing nobody out here i got people for that but i would never first off Bro, but it was it was, it was it was it was it was it was a good little time you know i had to get up and go to work the next day so i didn't you know turn up fully the way i wanted to but everybody had a good time i facilitated some really good vibes um some chris important Paul, people man. came through they got some food uh chris potting and um it, it was it was just it was just a great great day and all in all uh my turkeys are amazing and i will for sure be be making those every holiday season Man, that's another uh, another tape that really brings back memories. Cabin fever. If you was really oh, with me and Darren on the fever. bus during a basketball trip, cabin during a track trip, fever. Shouts and to cabin Wiz. fever came on. Man. Shouts to Wiz. Man, bro, you remember when we used to come out to the uh, what's, what's that song? Uh, initiation. Initiation. What was yeah. that? Was that the was? Uh, was initiation. It, initiation? It, 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 it wasn't initiation. So it wasn't off of a well. No, so it turned up was off a of, uh, cabin fever. But initiation was off of one of his albums they had dropped. The one where he looked like uh, and that's he looked Taylor. like he looked like that one. I, I don't know if it was that. No, no, no. It, it was the one on the cover. He's like sitting in a chair. He kind of looks like a black Corella Deville. A black Corella Deville. Oh, he's in yeah. a um. He's in a. He's in the fur. The fur joint. Yeah, in the fur joint. In the fur joint. Damn, bro, I can't remember is, how it, no. I can't I can't remember how it goes, but um, bro, but if you really knew about me and Darren back in the day, bro, we used to. Uh, it was our job to keep it live. Oh, we facilitators by nature. I said that a couple pods ago. We stay facilitating the vibes, indubitably. In uh, indubitably, but uh, yeah, man. I mean, it sounds like we had. I mean, you had a really productive. I didn't really have a productive. Sounds like you had a really productive Thanksgiving, um, giving out to the people, feeding their souls. You know what I mean? Um, nourishment, nourishment, feeding they they mind, body, and souls. But yeah, man, uh, just that's what's up, dog. That's what's up. Um, hey, man, we've actually had some pretty contentious conversations over the last couple of days. 
or not a couple days, were, but what, what is that? What is that? What is that? G- give me, give me the definition of that word. I honestly oh, contentious. Don't know. Yeah, bro, I'm not being facetious, but tell me what. The, tell me, tell me what contentious means, dog. I really don't know. Contentious, bro. What if I use this word incorrectly? Because you know words. Well, I'm asking things. you. Hey, bro. For, for my own edif- not- for my own edification. Hey, bro. I wasn't trying to be obtuse when I was saying contentious. I was supposed to drop that. Correct. Off. That's childish. But but I was correct. <laughs> That's childish. Contentious- I said I was going to drop that. Contentious means causing or likely to cause an argument or controversial. Synonyms being controversial, disputable, debatable, disputed, and contended. Mm, okay, so okay. we were in that realm. We were. Uh, we have very yeah. different views on uh, a couple topics that a you wanted to mention today yeah. on the pod. Uh, um, well, out? we were talking about uh, you know family, friends that we were around, and all of those things uh, they have in common, or they are. Uh, different kinds of relationships. So one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about today was relationships with mm-hmm. friends and with, uh, or I guess plutonic relationships and romantic relationships because we've uh, drawn the line in the sand and said that they are different. Uh, nah, bro. Nah, bro. Don't do that, bro. You got to sit on said, your hill, bro. bro. That's not bro, what you nah. said. Bro, it wasn't That's really what I a hill. Said. It was more like That's a what bump, I said. and I got off of it. I read the. De- I pulled up the definition. I pulled up the definition. You want me to read the definitions off? Because I w- I did no. walk it back before you started recording. Because what I'm saying is you had a point, and then we kind of debated off of Mike, and I don't want that debate to fall apart on Mike. Like I want us to still talk in the way that you feel that you feel, and then me talk the way that I want. Yeah, we because we agree, it's different. Right. It's not contentious. But I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it in a place that I know we're gonna get to disagreeing. All right. I'm listening. I'm like, hey, bro. I'm a. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take. I'm just trying. I'm gonna take it to. I'm just trying to be James Potten, bro. I'm just trying to, you know, James Potten, man. Make sure everything goes smooth with the assist, bro. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a good Um, reference. I I I think it's better than James Potten for sure. Potten Gasol. His name is Pow. There's no D's in Pow. Potten Gasol. All you need is to pee, dog. James Podden. Hey, look, listen. When we post Pod the podcast, Pierce? no. <laughs> Podden Pierce. Pierce Podden. I think Pierce Podden's better. I think Pierce Podden when, has a nice ring to it. When we post this podcast, I'm gonna put a poll up, and we're gonna put James well, we Podden. That's a whole lot of alliteration you versus, got going on over there, dog. Whoa, when we post this, wait, what did I say? When we post this pod up, I'm going to put a poll up. Hey, my nigga's spitting. My nigga's spitting. Wayne can't talk like me, bro. Wayne can't get around like me. We're going to get to that later, too. Fuck Wayne. Um, Nah, bro, Wayne's, <laughs> Wayne's ill, but fuck that nigga. Um, nah, you better double down, yeah. He's ill, but fuck him. Um, uh, But what were we talking about? Uh, uh, platonic and romantic relationships. That's yeah, how we started. So, That's how so, we started off the morning today. That's <laughs> Oh, for sure. For sure. So um, so that we can kind of ease our way into this conversation uh, for the sake of the people that are listening, because we were kind of wild in a while ago. Uh, the question that I want to ask you to start it off is, what are your thoughts on being someone's everything and what all do you think that that entails being someone's everything being someone's everything um i think that 
being someone's everything in the terms of a relationship that means that you know you know it's actually interesting do you think that the idea of being someone's everything is kind of perpetuated through like media and shit or like movies or like you'll see like the you'll see like the notebook and it's like that super romantic this is my person forever and i love this person i want them to do everything for me type of bro check it out i i love the vow that's probably one of my one of the romantic movies that i'll sit down and watch no you you were spot on with with the notebook i personally like the vow better than the notebook um however when you think about a movie like that and the concepts realistically if i was with a shorty and she got into a car crash and lost her entire memory of me and our marriage and our relationship and her family hates me i'm getting another chick that's a get out of jail free card with you bro yeah bro like bro he went channing tatum went through a lot i wouldn't be i wouldn't be surprised if his real life relationships were affected by by what he portrayed in that movie if he was real deal method acting like that watching that movie was honestly traumatizing he spoiler alert the <laughs> movie is a hell of a movie i've never even seen the battle, bro and i'm not even on the set bro so the shorty that he was with she fell out with her family over a dude that she had to dump because he was no good for her she lost her memory and the last thing she remembered was that she was still in love with this dude and her family kept it a complete secret why like she stopped fucking with them in the first place and why she wasn't fucking with homie anymore and there's a scene in that movie where like Channing Tatum's basically telling his shorty that like yo you don't even fuck with these people they're your family and you don't even fuck with these people and you don't remember why and they're all being fake around you and she literally looks at him and says you have no idea what you're talking about (laughs) no little mama you have no idea you forgot it all I would have been out of there, to be honest. Like, it, I'm not. I get another one. So, like, I mean, but what if oh, she forgot her love for him, but he f- didn't forget her love for for her, he, right? So, yeah, so he, he still remembered it, it all. So it means that your love has certain limitations, and those absolutely. limitations be if you don't recognize me and if you don't uh, absolutely your family them out of here. But that's interesting, Darren, because like I know you don't feel like that. I have I have conditional unconditional love. That don't make no goddamn sense. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Riddle me that, bro. What's up? My my love is con- unconditional in the fact that when I'm loving you, I will give you my absolute all. No conditions whatsoever. I will take you as you are and and we will both grow and flourish together. However, there are things that I am and am not willing to accept. So, prime example, if we're talking about the vow, it's one thing if you lose your memory and you believe me when I say, hey, I'm your husband of X amount of years. This is is the life that you forgot we had together. And I'm willing to either work with you to get your memory back or if you're never going to get your memory back, we can at the very least start all over and i'll be patient with you and if your love for me comes back then it comes back and we can both continue to be happy together and if it doesn't then we can both move on yeah that's that's the unconditional portion of that where the line in the sand is drawn is if 
in that movie, you refuse to believe anything that I say and you call me a creep. Uh, she you called know that man she called that man a creep and they had been living together for years. You know, you and the reason why I guess I push back on it and I think it's really interesting that you identified that I might push back on it is because I feel as though that is that seems so circumstantial and so out of either of their hands. You know what I mean? Like it's one thing if it's like uh you never know your limits until you're pushed to them, though. So it's easy for us to say something about something that we've never been through. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is, like, I'm not sure if I would give up on her in that situation because I understand that she went through something traumatic. This woman lost her memory. Yeah. She could have died. So, like, in, in, my, in my perspective, I'm going to ride with you until it becomes unbearable, and I under, understand what you're saying in that regard. Yeah. But I think, but I think that... I have to also be aware of the obstacles that come with the situation yeah. that we find ourselves in. Because but don't misunderstand. Because, because if you if you run away at the first obstacle, it's like yo, her family yeah. is manipulating you. All right, bro, you gotta you gotta get some other things in your toolkit. Like if this when, is who you love, I, you gotta you gotta have a nice toolkit. When I say that I'm getting out of there, I don't mean I'm getting out of there immediately. I'm gonna try oh, and I'm gonna give my all. There was a there was there was a time frame. I think homie had been trying for like some months because she did she did try like living with him and like say you know they had like their little their little things that they would do together to show their affection so i think like homie tried tickling hey, bro, her because she quick, liked to be tickled. real quick yeah real quick bro we some real niggas on this podcast discussing the vow just just the, just the, just let the listeners know the range bro we were talking about black oh, capitalism sure. last week Oh, just sure. just to let them just let them know that we James Podden and wait 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 uh yeah I ain't got another shooter like that Podden Gasol is not gonna rock bro I'm not I'm not I gotta get you a better one Chris Podding I'm not mad at Chris Podding you are Chris Podding there you go Chris Podding <clears throat> but there has to be a better one out there bro I got this you know what? all right bow conversation continued. You were telling me that there was there was a time frame and you know a couple yeah, of months. Yeah, like yeah, it was you know, and he he did his little things to try to get her back. There was a scene, and it it, it really watching that movie. That scene really hurt me. Um, one of the things that they would do, you know, they have their little tickle fights. You know, what relationship doesn't have their little tickle, tickle fights? Fight, tickle fight, tickle and, fight. And um, you know, he tried to do it to her, and she like freaked a real quick, out. Was like, as a as a real nigga, bro, you. You getting caught yes. tickle fighting? If I walk in bro. on you tickle fighting, bro, you looking at me in the eyes and continuing your tickle fight? Hey, bro, I'm such a real nigga. When it's cold in my room, because I don't have socks on in my bed, I real deal will get sideways in the bed, tee up with my shorty, and put my cold ass feet on her back. I mean, that just sounds like survival, bro. You trying to keep your toes from falling off. I ain't mad footies, at that. But what these tickle fights and all. When shorty right, bro. Be like blah 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 make me bro these thumbs these thumbs go straight for them armpits and get the wiggling. Can you Shut only up. have tickle fights in romantic relationships or can they also be in platonic relationships? Hey bro, they can be in platonic relationships as well. So you get a you get a tickle fight off with the homie. If I walked in on you with the homie having a tickle fight, then you're nothing wrong with that. No, you know what? You know what? I'm on that hill. I'm on that hill. I'm on that hill. Ain't nothing wrong with a tickle fight with the homie. 
Ain't nothing wrong with a tickle fight with the homie. Ain't nothing wrong with it. You're not going to bait me today, dog. You're not going to bait me. And I'm also not changing my mind. I stand where I stand. Bro, I'm not hey, having as long as, as, as long as the boundaries are outlined. Bro, we have real fights. What are you talking about? So let's outline the boundaries then, Darren, because the conversation before we were talking about... Um, what what did it start with? Were we talking about my views on monogamy? I really wanted to extrapolate the vow, but yeah, let's talk about monogamy. No, bro, we monogamy can go back, bro. I, was, I thought that the vow was a nice vessel into your the root of your conversation, but we can have a podcast about the vow. No, I don't want to. We're already thirty minutes, <laughs> in, dog. It's it's all right. It's all right. Really? Where were you going? I didn't. With the vow? I on. You I had honestly a thought. didn't. You were mid thought. I didn't. I honestly did. It's okay now, for sure. It's okay. We can get into polygamy and uh, monogamy. But I honestly didn't realize I felt so passionate about the vow until about five minutes ago. I might go watch that movie after this. You know, I've never seen the vow. I've never seen right. the vow. Cut the, I've never cut, seen. Cut the um, recording. <laughs> cut the. Cut the mic. Cut. Cut. The, cut, the, cut. cut. <laughs> we go. We gonna come back in a second. <laughs> You go watch the vow real quick, bro. Would the you watch vow? the vow with me? <laughs> I have no reason to not watch the vow with you, but I will say that romantic movies are not my forte unless it's a rom com. Unless it's a rom com, I can get my rom com back. Funny about romance. If we just in here talking about romance, it's it's not for me, bro. It's just it's just first dates my personal is a sad life. movie. It's an incredibly traumatizing movie. This woman has, yeah. she have like also, she has dementia. She's a form of dementia. Yeah. That was incredibly tragic. And and it's almost also very manipulative. We got to talk about that one day. Um, oh, for sure. But that's rom-com though, right? Every single day, she's got to wake up to a tape and just kind of take that tape's word for it. Like, oh, that's me on the camera. All right. <laughs> this isn't staged at all. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Nobody's behind the mic with a with a gun. Hey, bro, what is this episode uh, supposed to be about? Because now we're just talking about the faults in romantic comedy cinema. No, I I don't have a problem with romantic comedy. I just don't like romance. Like that's just not for me. Because you know what? And we could talk about that. Your, your the, original your original question was about uh, cinema and how it perpetuates certain ideals in our lives. And so that's I think perfect. That, like us spiraling into this now is like. It's perfect. It, it, it kind of felt really, really nice. I'm not. I'm not dating a woman. I'm not dating a 21 year old with dementia that I have to remind every day that loves me. Hey, bro! But somebody out there is gonna date that 21 year old with dementia because they love her deeply and that personality is it fits. There's somebody out there for everyone, Darren. Or, or because of the same thing that I say about 38 year olds dating 22 year olds. They're creeps and they can't find anybody in their own uh, realm. So what you're telling me is this 21-year-old girl with dementia should only ever date 21-year-old dudes with dementia. Hey, bro, who are you to dictate somebody else's life? But real quick. (laughs) Birds of a feather. Before. uh, Oh, my God. Oh, my. (laughs) I want to get out of the mental health space with this. I don't really mean that. I don't. I don't really mean that. This is just for the for the yucks. Uh, comedy style. Get, no, we can't get comedy styles off. No, nah, we can't Damn, get that off, bro. bro. We gotta. I gotta, we gotta get that. our. We gotta get our own version of it. Um. I gotta no, that. but the reason why I also don't think that I like romantic don't movies cancel me yet, and it may be something I just need to be put onto, 
but we have that conversation about black black cinema and black creations versus white creations mm-hmm. i don't give a fuck about channing tatum and his his white girlfriend and her white family like i don't i personally and it, and it has nothing to do with me being racist i just don't relate to that version of romance that doesn't look fr- i mean the concepts might be familiar but that the way that they interact never feels normal to me like it doesn't feel mm-hmm. organic and the same thing with um what's the other one you got the vow you got what's that the joke the notebook. We got the one joint with uh, Lady Gaga and uh, Duke. Um, he was in Limitless. What's Duke's name? Um, Bradley Cooper. Bradley uh, Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like movies like that just don't move me because that's not, you know what I mean? We talk about representation. That just doesn't rock with me. So a lot of these romance movies that I've seen are just a bunch of white people loving other white people, and yeah. It's just not for me. I saw Othello in high school. You don't support white love? I love white people, man. Yeah, but it sounds like you don't support white love. I'm going to let you talk. I'm going to let you talk. I support white love. I just don't see it reflected in me, and I can't. Uh, I do, you know. But, you know. Name a, name a, the- name a, name a black rom-com that you specifically see reflected in you. Shouts out to the white allies. I love y'all. Um, oh, for a sure. A black rom-com. Damn, bro. You know I'm not good with movies on the spot. Uh, no, because I'll be honest with you, none of them resonate with me. Mm. That's that's one of the main reasons why I don't like like rom coms. What about Coming to America? How do you feel about that? Was that a rom com? Why not the rom com? Poetic Justice. Poetic Justice is actually just a rom, but that I'll, one I'll resonates t- with me. That one didn't resonate with me at all because what? I've never I, I've never been disrespectful and had to be taught how to be respectful to a woman. <laughs> that's all. That's literally all that movie was. He was disrespectful, and Janet Jackson had to say, "Ayo, this is how you're going to treat me," and he said, "Yes, ma'am." And I feel you, and I understand that that's the underlying circuit, uh, circuit, uh, theme of the movie. But I think that relates to me is just the verbiage, the way that they dressed, the way that they, you know. Just the cultural, to you? the cultural norms, the music, and all of that stuff. It just it relates better. Booty call. I don't know if I remember. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen booty call. Bro, booty call is basically about two niggas that was trying to hunch on two women, two 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 black kings that were trying to hunch on two black queens, and the whole movie was basically them finding uh uh protection. In the middle of the night, they just went out for some condoms and like either shit was closed or they couldn't find it. Niggas tried to use saran wrap and Shorty said no. It was literally just a movie. You know what? Um, what's that joint? Uh this it's the only black movie. Uh the one with um uh Jamie Foxx and uh Gabrielle Union, uh Morris Chestnut. Oh man. Um uh, I know y'all gonna rules. fire me up for this. Breaking all the rules. That's the only black rom com that's ever resonated with me. You know, one. and I want I want to be clear in what I'm saying about rom coms. It's not necessary. First of all, I started out the conversation by saying the reason why I don't watch a lot of romantic movies is because I don't see the reflection. And mm-hmm. I told you I was like, maybe you got to put me on to some because I don't really see many in the first place. So it's not that I'm saying that I resonate with all black romantic comedies or romances or anything like that. My whole point is I don't really see any of them. So if I don't see any black people, I'm not gonna watch a bunch of yeah. white folks get into their white bag. No, for sure. It's, for it's sure. not for me. It's just it's personally not for me. Um, 
do you think what we should I've... explain do you think that i should explain the whole like not getting into white cinema aspect of it is that like do you think that could be I, if we, we uh, haven't we didn't talk about that in any of the previous episodes i don't think so about and our, I think... our relatability to cinemas I don't I don't know. We might have talked about insecure, but like I just don't want it to come off as I don't like white people doing white shit. It's not that. No, no, no. It's just I genuinely don't relate to certain contexts. Yeah, for sure. Is it just framed differently? Get into it. I mean, we don't have to go that deep. I think just the big thing for us was insecure. I mean, just just basically uh if we if we if we're talking about two shows, the easiest way we can um Make it simple is The Office is a very funny show, but I can't relate I to it office. in the slightest. But watching Insecure as a black person, it very closely imitates my life. You I know women. Watching I I feel very comfortable. I understand all the references. I can relate. I can say, hey, I know people that are just like that. I can put a face to the woman that this character is portraying. I can put a face to this man. I, I know I know guys that act like this. I know women that act like this. I know two people that are in this exact same kind of relationship. I've been in romantic situations like this. Like I, I just yeah. I, I I can relate to it better. And I, I just I just don't want it to be lost in the sauce that it's just a white versus black thing. It's it's very genuinely about representation. So what you can uh, yeah, that's all it is. Representation. Uh, I don't feel represented uh, watching an all white show. Before we go even further into our relationship conversation, quick side note that relates. I tell Jessica all the time, I was like, yo, whenever I'm in a restaurant, whenever I'm in a rest, uh, you know, a, a mall, store, anything like that, she can walk in and readily identify every soundtrack that's being played in this rest restaurant. She's like, oh, I've heard Dua Lipa music before. Is exquisite, dog. She knows a little bit about every music, but she knows all of the genres. So Dua Lipa is on the joint. Oh, I know this song from da 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 da. Oh, Taylor Swift is ill. Da 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 da. And she can rattle off these people. I can't remember the last time I walked into a store that wasn't Foot Locker, Champs, or like hoops, hats, lids. Or I'm sorry, lids. That had any music that I can just readily identify with. That I'm just like, oh, that's the oh, they got the new Kendrick joint on in here. Like, but hip hop is the most popular genre in the world. But you can't walk into a single store outside of those five or, that plays hip hop. And that's just weird. Check, check this one out. Meg the Stallion shouts out to her. Her new album dropped, and she has mid what I will call mid. I'm oh, a double shirt for sure, for, for sure mid for sure mid. And you're we're I don't want y'all to get on that whole oh y'all are men. No, I listened to it thrice mid. mid for sure. But she for sure got her Forever Twenty One, her Macy's, her Dillard's, her uh where else y'all be shopping at? If, if fashion if if Fashion Nova had its own uh uh physical location. Um, like she's got Ooh, some I'd songs on there. there that she particularly like made for those locations. And I think that it's so interesting, especially with what you just said about hip hop outsells people's Everything. own native music, their own native music. If you, if you listen to Big Sean's new album, Detroit 2, shouts out to him on the end of his song, Dawn Life with Wayne. On the outro, they specifically say in other countries, hip hop, our music outsells their own native content. But when we want to get a ridiculous bag and be played in certain stores, 
we have to change our content to match other people. And that just doesn't make sense to me. Bro, the day that hip hop, uh, the, the day that hip hop artists and black people actually own their culture and their art and their the things, the day that is the day that we infiltrate everything. Is the day that there is no like you come to us, we are the the uh, you know larger culture, and we're gonna show up everywhere because no, we sure. need that. Run us that check, but we're we're just not. I don't know, bro. It's weird to think that in twenty twenty we're not allowed in those spaces. But I don't want to get too far away from the romance. Uh, monogamy, the, huh? Monogamy. Mon oh. <laughs> I thought you said deny me. I was like, the hell is that? Um, yeah, man, I didn't want to get too far away from the relationships. We were getting really deep. We were about to get into some black bag stuff. Well, well if we have time with them, we'll circle back around to some black stuff. Because, you know, we got to get blickety blickety. I got a, I got a, I got a couple questions that I want to shoot straight to you. But go ahead and get into the monogamy bag, dog. Monogamy. Oh, uh, you know, no, this is a conversation that you and I that have had a long time. And I've had a conversation with a lot of... Um, other people about it and they see where i'm coming from but i think mm -hmm. that the um the way that monogamy is taught to us because it's something that's taught mm -hmm. uh, i think that as as creatures early on it was a survival tactic you know what i mean to be with a family to be with people to have somebody yeah, else pack. there looking for your back right that's a survival tactic but it's not necessarily something that is indicative of love you I mean we got to get in this group because i need to procreate and i need to stay safe and that that's the early on vibes and over time this i you know it's it's passed through like the patriarchy and it says yo i now own my wife this is a business dealing with her family get your ass over here and, and i'll trade you three pigs type of shit and and then we we broke those dimensions down and for the most part, because there's people in America that still that's, niggas is weird, bro. Have you ever? Oh, have you, sure. All right, pause on my tangent. Have you ever had a conversation with somebody who still views their significant other as their property? Yeah. It's gross, bro. You know it the craziest thing gross. that was said to me the other day. What the craziest thing? Um, I was having a conversation about some things that I don't really want to get into right now, but um, I had brought something up in particular, and they had said. Uh, it was it was a woman who said this and she said that I would never accept a necklace from the person that I was dating that had their name on it. And I, I asked, why not? Because, you know, culturally, that's that's like a thing like you wear your man's, you know, necklace or name around your neck or whatever. Like, let people know. She said, because it, it, it feels like a collar. And with your name around your neck, I'm basically walking around telling everybody that you own me. Yeah, it's on some level. It is kind of weird. Or people like it, like their name tatted on them. Or even the idea, man, Janae and her perfection um, got Big Sean tatted on her, bro. Like that, his face. I'm not going to lie. I get, I man, if I'm that in love with her shorty, she put, I put her face on my face. What you talking about, man? I love you. Put her face on my face. Hey, bro, I would argue it's toxic. I would argue it's toxic, but so my hey, bro, whole spiel about monogamy, it usually, <laughs> it usually starts with 
how monogamy has evolved, the origins and how it's evolved over time. It went from property to, you know, just a mutual. Uh, it was a business contract when it comes to marriage. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of like this, you know, um, mutual romantic relationship is the way that it has kind of evolved amongst a bunch of different people. So it's not just a heterosexual thing. Now you have homosexuals, you have, you know, pansexuals, you have a bunch of different people, right? My views on monogamy, you look like you have a question. What's going on? Well, not necessarily a question. I was just gearing up to to say my piece, but go ahead, dog. My views on monogamy, I think that as a social construct, it is deeply flawed. I think that in my practice, in the way that I am, by practice, I'm very monogamistic. I don't really, you know, want to branch out into a bunch of different relationships with people. Uh, if I'm with you and you are my lady, then you are my lady and I'm with you and you, I am your y- y- nigga and you, I'm with you with me and, and we rocking like that, right? That's practicality, right? In a romantic mm-hmm. one-to-one interaction. Le- logically though, that is incredibly flawed. Um, circling back around to being somebody's everything, it is impossible to think that you this idea that there's seven billion people on earth and this one human being that you happen to stumble upon because of circumstance because you just happen to your families over generations just happen to live in some place or you travel to some random place and shit happen is out of this world bro because it's like if i could fall in love with you and there's seven billion people on this earth Logically, it would only make sense that out of the other 7 billion people, there's some other people that could also make me feel a certain way. You know, people date throughout life. One mo- one moment in high school, you might feel as though you found the love of your life and then you go to college and it's like, damn, this person's also dope. We work for three years. Damn, this other person's also dope. We work for a couple years. You know what I mean? And I think that out of everybody on earth, you have that ability and that capability to love others as much as you also love the same person. But practically, I'm incredibly uh, monogamistic. And I think it's problematic, to be honest with you. But how do you feel about it? Because we have this conversation a lot. So I agree with you, absolutely. And I think that the issue is that exactly like what you pointed out to me earlier, um, the difference between monogamy and monogamous and i think that first off i think it's weird that you have like you consummate a marriage with sex right so we get married we've already said that we love each other and we want to spend the rest of our lives together but then you say the only way yeah the the only way or the 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 way to make this official is i got to carry you in this house and beat your back in and now I'm, i'm only beating your back in for the rest of your life and so it's when we start to put the sex in, which is what the, the question that I had asked you earlier about how you feel about being somebody's everything. I don't people I don't people necessarily understand, OK, when I'm in a, a monogamous relationship, that means I'm only having sex with this one person. Huh. The, 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 the very definition of monogamous means i'm only having sex 
a sexual relationship with one partner at a time. I'm only with you. Being married to only one person at a time or being romantic or sexual relationship with only one person at a time. Yeah. So, So you fail... Under that definition, you fail to encompass the emotional support that I need, the mental support that I need. You you tell me that you want to be my everything, but under the very de- under the very definition, the only thing that you can solely be to me mm. is sexual. I disagree with that. I mean, under under the definition, absolutely. That's that's I mean, that's 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 it. Brett, so I could, I could be, I could be, no, I, and I, 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 I well, I'm here today, bro. I'm, I want to get into it because to me, it, like, I'm very monogamistic in practice. I'm only with one per, I'm only with one woman at a time. And I let it be known that she is everything to me that she can be. I understand that one person cannot be another person's everything and i because that is that is an immense weight to have or an immense weight to put on another person you mean to tell me not only do you have to be there for me sexually you have to take all of my uh all of my emotions all of uh anything that's going on whether it's a mental insecurity mental frustration you have to take all that you have to take every single one of my needs into account. You have to listen to me day in and day out. You have to be there for me for everything and no one else can be because that's what, it's it, it, it one, mono, it's just you. And, and see, I think and then, that I think that we need people, people play their roles in people's lives. So everyone needs multiple people that they can go to for multiple things so if i have a shorty and i can only talk to her about um perfect perfect example right so because of my job it is not that it's hard for me to explain what i do and the things that i go through on a daily basis it's a very it's it because it's it's such a specific matter i either have to stop to explain every single thing to her as I'm telling her about what's going on. This is this, 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 and this happened. Okay, well, what's that? What's that? What's that? Okay, well, this is this, this is this, and this is this. And chances are, like, she's she's just gonna forget that as I'm talking about whatever. But I may have somebody that I work with or somebody who's in the same field as me who I can sit down and I can literally just get all that out with. And, Darren, and that is absolutely okay. She's not doing anything Darren, wrong. She's not being like anything less than, but there is a purpose that I I just have somebody else to better utilize for. And and I agree with 85% of what you just said to me. I think that you're you're saying contradictory things though. I think that And why is that? Because you you did what Joe Budden does, and that's what I was saying oh in the beginning, before we did the post pro. Words mean things. You say that words mean things, but we like all right. So I agree with you eighty five percent of the way, and I think that uh, the reason why I disagree with you is also because of the way that you you use the word monogamy, right? 
by definition, it is a sexual thing. I'm having sex with one person, but the way that you said it, you speak in absolutes. You said that by definition, if we are in a monogamistic relationship, you can only have a sexual singularity there. And I disagree with that because I think that there are people out there. You can have somebody who naturally checks off multiple boxes. You can have like those, there are people out there that just have f phenomenal dynamics and syn synergy where it's like, yo, I'm very uh, reserved and quiet and non-confrontational, but I might need somebody on my hip to be that voice sometimes for me, to tell me to speak up, to and they complement each other well because this person yeah. might be very outgoing. And I think that it could be very multifaceted in a monogamous relationship. I don't think that it, it should be a burden upon the other person to say, you should do everything for me. But I think that the best relationships are relationships that have a dynamic that uh, complements each other well. So for example, right? Uh, I've been in relationships in which, bro, just, I mean, bro, just honestly knowing me personally, and if you know me when you're listening to this, I, I care about certain things in a very passionate way that other people may not care about. Even in our friendship, right? Even in our relationship as friends, right? There was a point in time where I would come to you pissed the fuck off about something politically. Like, ah, Darren, like, ah, the, the, they did this over in Darfur. They did this in Chicago. And you'd be like, hey, bro, I'm just a radio tech. I don't really give a fuck about none of that. It was honestly toxic looking back on it to push that on to you, to say that, hey, you have to care about it. In some level, it was toxic because you don't have to care about it, bro. I, I could find somebody else that does care about it. But the dynamic that we have enabled you to say, okay, my friend is interested in something. Let me provide some type of counterbalance to it. And I appreciated that for you. But I think that when I'm talking to certain people, I understand now more than any time ever in my life that I can't expect things from somebody that isn't a part of their natural dynamic. And I think yeah. that whenever you go into a relationship, it's also it's always very important when you're getting to know somebody to understand their natural dynamic. You know, you know, Jessica's not really into politics as much as I am. So when I talk about politics, it's on a level, it's not, it's in a way that it's like I'm meeting her natural dynamic and I'm not talking over it and getting upset that she doesn't understand what I'm talking about. Because I, I learned that you shouldn't be doing things like that. Because it's, I think that that is where becoming someone's everything becomes the issue. Because I think that, when you're in a monogamistic relationship, you can have a bunch of different things that one person does for you. Mm -hmm. Like I can, you, you can satisfy somebody sexually. You can satisfy them emotionally. Oh man, I just happen to be a very empathetic person in this relationship. And I, you know, I puts it down and I also can make you chuckle. I can't really cook that well, but I can help you study. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's certain things that people just have to check off. And I think that I, the, the reason why I disagreed with you and I'll let you go is that you talk in absolutes when you say things like monogamy, mono, sexual, and this, that, and the other, and I can go find okay. other people to deal with certain things. Yeah, that's fine. You can go find other homies, but I don't think that that is absolute like that. Okay, so let me ask you this. Say, or what do you, 
what do you do when you're in a relationship and there are just certain things that you don't want to talk to your partner about? There's just certain things you don't want to talk to them about? Yeah. So like, um, oh, uh, a prime example, right? So say you're in a relationship with someone who, let's say they, they can and they want to be your everything, but there are just certain things that you want to, you don't want to get off to them. And they make it seem like there's something wrong with them. And there's a reason why you can't come to them and be, you know, you're, they're, they're everything or you're everything. You know, Darren, I, I think that, and I was having this conversation with somebody the other day, the way that I view a lot of things is from the perspective of my life obviously you can't really mm -hmm. speak for anything outside of the experiences that you've had and i was telling yeah. oh, i forgot who i was telling the other day lucky enough this nigga don't remember shit not at all bro i remember conversations <laughs> but i don't remember faces like that I ain't gonna lie to you um <laughs> i was having a conversation and i basically said i've been lucky enough to have a life in which communicatively I've been able to kind of stem off a lot of drama, right? So my answer to your question would be based on my experience. You know, yeah. like I would communicate properly. Hey, like I love you and you mean a lot to me and the things that you do check off, you do very well. This is something that I need to deal with in a different manner. And I don't think that you, you know, quite hit the mark that i'm looking for but that doesn't mean there's no deficiency in you and i appreciate you very much for trying that would be how i would rock but i understand given some of the conversations you've told me specifically that it doesn't always line up that way you know what i mean sometimes you can try your best to communicate with those and you and you you're very forthwith and you're understanding and you're you know empathetic about the circumstance and it just doesn't work out for you i've been very lucky record. that i that I haven't come across those situations, but I think that as long as you communicate those issues properly, you've done your job, your hands are clean. But you have to also, you have to be a very effective communicator in that way. I would like the record to show that I have learned a lot from you and applied a lot of that in my relationships and how I maneuver. And not even for the most part because of you like there are things that i can 100 percent point out and say specifically because of you i am a far better partner to the women that i'm with whenever i try to be you in relationships man i guess it's just the women but that shit blows up in my face every single fucking time bro every single time yeah, every bro, single definitely. time We've been there a lot. Like, <laughs> man, I have I have literally sat down and said, you know what, babe, you are absolutely right. This is the problem that you have addressed. And I recognize that I was not doing the things that I needed to do. And this is how I think that we should move forward so that we can uh, continue in our relationship and we can both be happy. Oh, well, now it just sounds like a chore. What more do you want from me? Uh, no, man. Or, or, it, or, like, or my favorite is that you don't really mean it. You're just saying that. Well, what did you want me to say? Fuck off. And that's why I prefaced it with, bro, like I, I just haven't come across those individuals. And I don't really oh, yeah. know how I would operate in those spaces because 
I mean, honestly, I know how I would operate. I would tell you exactly how I feel. I would tell you yeah. in a very, you know, empathetic way to how you feel about things. And I would try and facilitate that situation. Sometimes you can't facilitate all situations and it just breaks down and it is what it is. But I, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like as long any healthy relationship is one that is has reasonable expectations of the other partner is mm-hmm. has has uh, very clear and concise communication and empathy. Empathy is like the middle ground there. And if 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 either partner lacks empathy, it's like mm-hmm. none of the other shit works, right? And I think that that's also kind of where a lot of your 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 arguments broke down is that the other partner Absolutely. might not have lacked empathy. I mean, in that yeah. regard. I told I said I in the podcast a couple days had ago, to, bro. That's how I well, I've had well, you know for a fact, because I've told you I've had to even work on that for you. I, I really just don't be giving a fuck sometimes. Yeah. Like, yo, I love you, but I do not care. And I don't feel like I should be faulted for that. I just I could care less. I couldn't yeah. care less as a matter of fact. And I like I'm sorry. But while we're on the topic of relationships, um I would like to get into something specific that uh it was a concept that was brought to my attention and the way that I want to uh, want us to get into this is by asking a series of questions. What's going on? Well, I was going to say as per our last conversation before you get into it and this might lead where you're going. When we were talking about relationships no, in that conversation, not. we were talking about romantic relationships, but that's for all conversations. That's for all relationships. Oh, for sure. That's that's friends uh, or plutonic uh, and uh, and and romantic alike. That's yeah. just how you operate with the people in your life. Yeah. Um. This one specifically is for romantic relationships, and it's something that was brought to my attention. Um. Was the way that individuals view body counts so the way adults (laughs) bro for sure but (laughs) the 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 series of questions that i want to ask you follows and i'm just going to ask you you give your answer i give my answer and then we'll go on and then at the end we'll just have you know a conversation about it hey we did (laughs) chris potting um no i don't want us to both end in potting that's why i wanted to go potting pierce Potting, well, potting is all. I'm going to find you one, bro. As I'm listening to your topic, I'm going to find you a good one. Dirk Podinsky. <laughs> <laughs> bro, but, body counts. Body counts. <laughs> so the first question that I'm asking you is, to you, Ashante Smith, what LePod is... LaPod James? Yes. LaPod James? King Pod. King Pod. <laughs> For sure. Um, all right to you specifically ashante two-tone smith what is a body count specifically yes to you what is it what is a body count how many people you've had sex with that's how many bodies or how many bodies you've caught in the in the in the in the jungles when you were slanging that cocaine is that what you're <laughs> right, well, we're now? talking about relationships we're talking oh, about relationships dog. oh my fault bro we just got the pack in so i'm still i'm a little so bit so how many people how many how many people that you've had sex with individually are you asking you, me or are you saying that's yeah, my yeah, definition? no no no, no i'm, I'm that, that that's your definition i think so i mean, i've never so, really dove deep into it but that's my that's my surface x definition my my definition of a body count by the way, I've never asked because I think it's a lame question. But my definition of a body count is how many times you've had sex. 
because a majority of the women that I've been with have been long committed relationships. So if somebody were to ask me what my body count was, it would would, would technically be a low number, but it would be a low number off of your definition, but it'd be a really, really high number. If, if I go off of my definition, this is how many times that I have had sex. So why would my that next be your question, definition, though, is my question. Why, why is I'm, that I'm your a, definition? I'm, I'm going I'm to I'm get into it. I'm going to get into right. it. What is, or obviously because we're adults, if you were to ask that question, what is the metric of the answer you get back? What what does that number mean to you? Nothing. What do you do with that information? Nothing because I would never ask the question initially. Well, okay. So what would you assume uh, just the regular or not regular, but the weirdo guy that would ask what your body count is? Yuck. What do you what do you think that person would do with that information? Or how do you when they hear that number, what is it that they think about that number? I feel like that 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 question being asked in the first place and how would the the answer and the answer coming back to them would just be something however their insecurities work bro they would either lash out in you know uh disgust or they would you know i feel like i can go either way bro i feel like you can lash out and disgust and i feel like you can take a manipulative stance in that point like oh this person is Mm -hmm. you know inexperienced and you get your creep bag but but me personally that i like i i really i don't know how i'd respond to that because it's just something i don't really care to yeah know. we just don't care yeah. so and i i, I, I everything's have safe and clean i mean i'm cool oh for sure but when i was talking to the homies that was that was pretty much their their the uh homies. consensus was yeah, come through red come through and bust your head nigga <laughs> oh All my right. god so uh that was that was pretty much their consensus was just general insecurities wait darren really quick i'm so sorry you've been trying to get this off for a minute you said the key phrase and it struck me that we did not shout out the homies yet we didn't shout out the homies at all on this podcast yeah, are you bro, kidding me get to it man bro i know, I know. we normally take our intermission but we we are literally an hour and 10 minutes into this and have not shouted out the homies closet i'm not trying to derail you it's just you said the homies and i realized the homies but the homies. crazy homie merch know, make sure you get your merch we out here wearing our uniforms the www.thehomiescloset.com shout out to my brother z get your shit he just right. restocked get your shit get your, get your fire um but they they were talking about general insecurities um and and what they would do with that information so they'd either feel like um you know you were you you're too impure for them to deal with because you've had too many partners or you're uh not or you know you're you're not sexually adept if you've had too few uh of of partners and they they'll maneuver that way Mm -hmm. to me for me to ask a woman what her body count is if i were going to and she give me the definition that I want, I would use that as a metric of just her experience in bed. And me, in a, a nigga like me, I would like to have an experienced woman in bed. So regardless of the number that I get, if you gonna let me hit, 
because we do things consensually here with consent. You give me consent and I give you consent. A consensus has been had. <laughs> We've came to a consensus. <laughs> we we have came we have came consensually. All right, All right bro. <laughs> Enough. Enough. <laughs> Jesus. My bad. But that is but, a, you know, I and I never really thought about it that way, but that is a, uh an interesting perspective. Have you ever asked somebody this question? I have never, never in my life. Uh, the the questions in particular that I just asked you, yes, but I have never, I've, I've never had an urge to ask a woman what her body count was. Nor have I ever had the urge to bring up the body counts of niggas in the room so that we could talk about pussy. Because I think it's, I think it's lame when niggas talk talk on their dicks. And personally, the niggas that I've been in a room with, and the women that I know that they're talking about. Uh, you'll be surprised to find out a lot of niggas lie on their dicks. I'm and not it, it's, it, to me, it's disgusting. I'm it's not disgusting. Uh, I'm not surprised either. I don't even know why I said that. No, niggas for real be out here lying on their dicks, and I just don't understand why. If you ain't got it like that, you ain't got it like that. And it's, that's okay, it's, it's just, man. You work with what you got, and yeah, and, and you are who you are. But I mean, what you want to do is you want to find a woman with a high body count and just tell her to teach you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> He's at least hand somewhere. Um, but yeah, man, I think that's a it's an interesting topic. I, I think that, um, like I said, bro, I've never really gotten in that bag. I've never really even identified it that way. Um, I think that I've always operated in a way where it's like, uh, I don't know, bro. You know what's weird? I don't think I've ever, like, preemptively thought of somebody like that well i would so then that was the question i was about to ask when you're in the process of you courting a woman oh mm -hmm. uh, bro i'm a simp I'm bro even, if you're asking me if i'm, I'm getting well, into, like a different duffy like no, that i'm a simp no 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 in the in the in the process of you courting a woman or even in the pre-process of you courting a woman i'm not even going to cap and say niggas don't think about like they don't think about the sex preemptively so what what about the sex that you want to have with this person do you think about? Bro, like I'm telling you, bro, I'm a simp, bro. I don't even like if I'm trying to court somebody and I'm I'm going into it, it might be third on my list of like of things to like go into it. Like I'm really I'm really the type of person that's attracted to you genuinely because of who you are. And I like I think about all the other stuff after the fact, like I'm really that dude for real, for real. But on my list of things that as I'm courting somebody, sex might be like third or fourth on my list. Like I, I genuinely trying to get to know you. I'm really trying to understand what this dynamic is like. I'm really trying to like get into that bag, feel your vibe. And when I'm talking preemptively, right? If, so by the time we get up to the bag and we trying to get to the bag. I might think about it afterwards, like, oh, you know, yeah. I, the things that I was interested in, why, why the act was happening. But like, yeah. I'm really not the guy to go in preemptively like that. I, I, it's a mixed bag for me at that point, because it's like, this might be terrible and <laughs> this might be phenomenal, but yeah. I really don't think about it that way. And I, I already knew your answer. I honestly don't think that we've ever even had this conversation before, but I knew your answer off the strength of we get Which affection erections. 
Yeah, we yo shorty walk in the shorty walk in the room and say, Hey babe, how was your day? I missed you. And I'm bored. Oh my god. I, you like, care yo, I, about me? I I love I a love you. A smile will hit different. Like it's like, wait a <laughs> oh, minute, for man. Sure. But it's not even yeah, on like just a, a creepy just, way. It's just like I man, somebody yeah. cares about me. It really does mean Bro, something. you ever you, you ever been laid up with your shorty? Like y'all go to sleep overnight and she wakes up, gets ready for work and everything. She walks out the room and then says, Oh shit, I forgot. And comes back in and gives you a kiss before she leaves. <laughs> you, better, you better get your ass back in the bed. You better get, you better get your ass. Oh, <laughs> Let me tell you goodbye. Oh my God. Nah, bro. <laughs> man. She, she got somewhere to be, bro. You a stay at home husband. But the, the gotta, reason, for sure. You gotta- the reason that I asked you that question is um, because my time out here, I have come across two different kinds of people. And I'm trying to steer away from saying different like women or different men, because it's it's just people that happen to fall in these categories. There's nothing that's gender specific about it. But I've come across two kinds of people uh, generally that will say one of two things. They'll either say we have to hit before we get serious so that I know the sex is already good and then we can talk about the relationship stuff later. Or they'll say, hey, yo, if I like you, the sex is always going to be fire. So I want to hold off on that so that I get to know you and we can put that emotional side into the sex. I'm and I just, I just, I think it, sure. and I'm, I'm, well, it, consent. So whenever you give me the consent, I'm I'm doing it. But oh, intuitively, that's implied. <laughs> you give me the green light. John, but hey, bro, you know with it, Andre three thousand. I just think it's really what Young Thug was on here being absolutely disrespectful. I had uh, seen some stuff on Twitter, some chatters of him, but I I didn't know. He basically was uh, he's saying that he said that John Lennon or John Lennon was a better so john lennon who am i thinking of he has a song with john lennon oh uh, dude, old white dude yeah, yeah old white dude yeah i think it's john lennon he said that john yeah. lennon was a better ally to hip-hop than andre 3000 because he said that john lennon was a fan of young thug and andre uh andre 3000 wasn't really interested in kissing young thug's ass like that and that's why they didn't work so T.I. was on the podcast like, bro, you have to shut up. Like, like, dude, like you, yeah. you, you can't. He's like, no, nah, Andre's whack, bro. He, I'm not going to kiss that man's ass, bro. He ain't going to work with me. But John, Lin- John Lennon worked with me. And it was like. Yeah, he's right. got a mixtape. It's got like five or six songs on it. And uh, John Lennon was on it. And John Lennon had said something about like Young Thug being the 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 greatest musician he's ever worked with or something. And like. Young Thug took that that sign off and ran with it, which I don't like. I I don't understand because we have all this music. Like I don't understand why like the Beatles are even still a part of the conversation. Like this shit doesn't make sense. I learned Drake about has, the Beatles in high school, but not Michael Jackson. Drake has more slaps than the Beatles. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, uh, shit running on Diesel, dog. But your conversation about sex, bro. Oh, I think I was just talking about uh, the the mindsets that people have when they're entering relationships, as far as. The, where the sex is concerned and i agree where some with people will think about having sex yeah where, where people will uh they'll think about having sex first and then relationship later versus other people who will think about relationship first and then the sex later and uh, the, the what made me ask the question like to the room i had came across a tweet 
and it was a woman and she had pretty much said uh she had said something along the lines of i gotta start having sex with niggas on the first date because once i like you i'm gonna be in love with those four inches which i didn't think that there was anything wrong with that at all like if you like it you like it it was like what's the problem i don't don't understand it was it was weird yeah definitely but yeah i I just thought that was interesting like the 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 boxes or the order of boxes because i think we all pretty much have the same boxes but people categorize them or uh is it hierarchy hierarchy they they just number them different they order them different of like things that are important to them getting into relationships yeah what are things that are important to you getting into a relationship our dynamic what are what are you what are are your red flags my red flags uh yeah if i can't be comfortable around you if i feel as though i'm if i the moment that i feel as though i'm stepping outside of myself and i'm trying to be something that i'm not i'm immediately Mm -hmm. like out of here so if i if i if i if i'm behaving a certain way if i'm uh, conversing a certain way and i notice that it doesn't land and I have to alter the way that I'm interacting with you to feel as though I'm trying to conform to landing with you like that. I'm not on board because I feel like, yeah, I feel like because if, if, if I don't feel comfortable enough to be myself from the onset with you and you're not picking up on that immediately, then I feel as though the more that I alter myself, the longer this relationship goes, the more it's going to impact me personally. I'm going to be hiding more of who I am personally. And I just don't like, that's an immediate, like, I'm not going to rock with you. Wouldn't that be more of like a spitting game type thing though? Like you'd, you'd be able to tell, you know, whether you you guys vibe well off the first couple conversations, right? Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like my red flag okay. thing is like, if I, if I off the game, bro, if I, and I, I think we've had this conversation before, bro. Like my game is very, specific to who i am bro i'm not the guy that's gonna go out i'm not gonna come out and like try and be somebody i'm not i'm not gonna come out and try and you know flashy with this or you know not flashy with but you know what i mean i'm not gonna try and like peacock my way into the conversation that's not for me i get off these jokes and the jokes that are funny to me i'm an intelligent dude to you. Yeah. and if you like the intelligence that's cool a lot of people you know people pick up on the intelligence that's fine and if you don't like either of that, no hard feelings. Yeah, I catch you when I catch you. But I'm just not the type of dude to step outside of myself. It's just not for me. I'm not going to pretend to, nah. You know what I mean? No matter how bad you are, no matter how, you know, I'm really fucking with you. Is that your only red flag or are there some other things? We can, we can get shallow if you want, man. We can, you know, we can talk about it. Shallow. I don't think I've ever, I don't really have a lot of red flags, bro, because if if you don't pass that first initial stress test, then you, we don't Mm -hmm. rock because I mean, then that you've crossed out my, um, the desire for you sexually, you've crossed out my desire of you emotionally, all of those things. Okay. So let's say that that is your one and only red flag, right? How extensive is that test? If you want to get superficial. And I'll answer that question. If you want to get superficial, we've had this conversation before. I personally you don't, like, don't teeth. like. Huh? You don't like teeth, right? Teeth in specific situations, but more mm-hmm. importantly, and we've had this conversation before. I don't like like big body alterations. 
So if you got if you got your boobs done and it's like super, you know, whatever. If you got a fake butt, if you got your lips all whatever. Because to me, what that says to me specifically, you're just not comfortable in your own skin. You know what I mean? If it's something that is, you know, harming you, like, you know, my boobs are hurting my back, so I got to get a reduction. That's fine. If there's something medical that's going on, I got to get this implanted here because it hurts if I do whatever. That's fine. But if you're doing it out of straight vanity, you lost me. I'm gone out of here. That's the superficial thing. But what was the other one? The like the. Yeah. How how so? I was saying if uh like your comfortability and you being yourself, if that's your your major red flag, how extensive is that stress test? Do you say like, hey, I got I got three good jokes, and if she doesn't laugh one time, she's not the one for me. No, it's not even if you don't laugh at my jokes, bro. Jessica doesn't laugh at my jokes all the time. You don't laugh at my jokes all the time. That's Jessica not... doesn't think you're funny. And that hurts, bro. It really does. <laughs> it, really, it really does. I mean, she can, I, I can make her laugh, but like if I'm trying to get a joke off, it's not working. Um, no, nah, bro, it's not, it's not necessarily about what lands or what doesn't land. I think it's more so uh, if I find myself reaching. I don't ever want to feel yeah. like I'm reaching for anything. Like if I You're if I get a joke off and it just kind of goes over your head and it's like ah that was kind of corny. It is what it is. But your reaction to it tells me a lot. If you mm. go if you if you give me like a you know sarcastic laugh about it, ah ha ha, that was you know one of those. And I can I can understand there was some type of banter here. You give me something back, cool. But if you if there's something negative towards the way that I just naturally act towards you. Oh man, we can get into, you know what? We've been having a whole podcast about relationships and I think this is going to be a good transition. Love languages. If my love language and I my I'm a very uh I'm I'm an affectionate dude. I like being around you. Uh I like my space, but like I'm very affectionate. That's just my duffy. I need I tell, you know, my significant other that, you know, constant reaffirm you know you know it's actually interesting now i think about it you have your love languages and the way that you receive love but the language that you give love is is different is different and it's also had it has to be in some level compatible with the other person's love language right Mm -hmm. and the way that they receive love so i think that my love language and reception i genuinely love affection and I'm also a very affectionate dude. Um, Same. And I think that if I feel as though there's a pushback, if my love language isn't received by you, on some level, it doesn't have to be perfect because everybody's different. You know what I mean? Uh, that's probably a red flag, right? Like, if I'm trying to be affectionate with you and you're like, ew, fuck off. <laughs> like... You know what I mean? It gets a little weird. But you may not be an affectionate person, but as long as you understand and you can empathize with how I'm rocking, then that's one thing. And I can rock with that. Uh-uh. What's your love language, Darren? Um, I am like you. I'm a very uh, affectionate person. Uh, well, the, the love language that I like to receive, I... I love my affection. I do need my space, but I I love that physical touch. I like to at least have a big toe on my shorty at all times. We got to be touching. Um, And I like 
acts of service. And by by acts of service, I don't mean like I need a maid that's going to do things for me. I mean like, hey, I was bullshitting one day just kind of telling you like, man, I need to get XYZ or like, oh, I need to go grocery shopping. I need XYZ. And then I come back to the crib and you're like, yeah, you know, you were talking about whatever the other day. So I decided to go grab it for you while I was out. Like, I I, I love those You two like things. the thoughtfulness. Yeah. And I do the same. Though I, I, I speak my own language. So what, what I expect, I also give. And the issue that I run into is like, I've taken those little tests before, right? And they'll tell you like what your major ones are, but then they'll also tell you like your other categories. I'm very high on the two categories that I just gave and like damn near fucking zero on the other ones. So what really gets me, uh, and I have a hard time like reconciling it when I'm in relationships is I'm not very good at like the affirmations and the constant reassurance. And I sent you that, te- or that, that tweet, uh, the other day about like, it was somebody who said, uh, the problem with me is I want to know that, uh, you're in love with me every single day. And like, I'll still, I'll definitely still give you your, I love you's million times throughout the day. But like, I don't need to be told that you're mine all the time. I like, I'm, I'm very assured in that. And when you change your mind, I just hope that you let me know first before you start acting like you're not. Um, so I am really bad at, not necessarily uh how do, how do I want to put it i'm 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 bad at just giving out the like hey you're still mine or like hey i like i know you're mine this is me reminding you type deal it's affirmation yeah yeah i'm 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 bad at that which i like and i don't i i honestly don't really understand what that is because again daily i give off the i love yous i give off the yo you're glowing today you're beautiful you're gorgeous you did something nice with your hair i noticed it um you know dude i see you got your toes done you got your nails done let me take some pictures of you and you snapping i got my shorty up all the time so it like sometimes it hurts to be honest for them to be like ayo you don't make me feel like xyz how not what more do you want from me (laughs) how not so you know and it's all a learning process but my another one of my problems and i guess i don't really know how to recognize it early on i can't really tell love languages in the beginnings of relationships like i don't really start to to pick up what she's putting down until you know we're like two three months in like and being serious i think that's two three process, months in right? well yeah but by then it's like oh you know, she hates me no she doesn't hate me but she's like yo you suck i've gotten that before i've gotten that you suck I, I think that um in the process of getting to know somebody or the, the first of all when you first get in a relationship bro y'all y'all are just like smitten 
shit's the it's the, <laughs> yeah, the cupcake is great it's the lovey-dovey phase right and i think that in that process you're starting to pick up on the little things that lead to the point where it's like okay i get you now and i think that as you're learning somebody mm-hmm. you learn their tendencies you um you kind of develop that understanding if you're even if you're aware some people just lack that awareness sometimes and i think that that could be a little problematic sometimes but yeah i mean you just gotta you just gotta i think that's just the process of getting to know somebody in any relationship i told you personally that um i learned uh damn my computer's running hell out I told you personally that my uh, I've learned how you operate and given you your space, bro. And we've been friends for eight years. Like sometimes you just you're oblivious yeah. to certain things in certain moments, and other times you you get it. And I think just having the patience with somebody to to you know to correct themselves, or if they're being too toxic, having the willingness to cut them off. I think that's just a part of. Uh, relationships growth and awareness um but yeah man we've had a really we had a really interesting relationship podcast you've been trying to get in your relationship back for a a smooth minute i knew that was going to be your duffy yeah i i have i have way more in the tuck but i'm gonna let it breathe out today man i'm gonna let it breathe out brian we ain't gotta like cut the pot if you want bro i mean i'm whatever you're trying to get into well just because it's 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 getting kind of long and uh, I know you said you wanted to keep them to like an hour 15-ish. We can keep it rocking, bro. I ain't tripping. I ain't trying to go All well right. over two hours, but we can get another 30 hours for sure. Um, So still on the same like kind of topic of red flags, I felt like I felt like we when I asked you what your red flag was, the answer that you gave me was the interaction that you two have together hey if i see we don't mesh well uh or like if i see in the beginnings that we don't mesh well then i'm already backing out or what you are make, your you make me feel as though i'm stepping outside of myself i don't ever want to make it so, make me feel like feel like that so if she passes that test and you guys you know start cupcaking it up what are your relation or what are your red flags as far as like her as a person like the content about like the the content in uh the the topics that she chooses or uh maybe like habits or things things of that nature mannerisms um you know i say this all the time empathy is a good one mm-hmm. in our day-to-day lives i i i'm like i'm just a personally a very empathetic person and if we had a conversation about you make an offhand comment about homeless people that's just unsavory and you don't you can't empathize with that situation i'm like all right this is gross um you know making certain comments about certain political things without really understanding the angle of empathy you know people being different that that's really it for me bro like i'm a very simplistic person and i think that um on some level that's helped me in the sense that like it it allows me to communicate what effectively because i can tell you exactly what upsets me and it's usually one or two things it's not a lot of things uh i can tell you uh you know how i'm feeling that day 
about whatever but i think my my red flags and just communication is it's all probably going to be centered around just you being an empathetic person i i i don't have a single human being in my life today in a in any relationship platonic relationship romantic none of it family that i don't believe to be an empathetic person i just don't jive well with those human beings you can get off whatever opinion you want you can get off, you know, if you're ignorant on a certain topic, okay, that's cool. I mean, we can have a conversation about it. If you're not willing to have the conversation about it, we ain't got to talk about it. Um, but like, I'm just not, man, when I told you, I told you earlier, bro, and I can only speak from experience, bro. I've really not had a lot, a lot of drama in a lot of my relationships. Me and Z were talking about it the other day, bro. Lucky you. Z has been my friend. I've had a lot of friends for like over a decade. And Z has been my friend for almost a decade. And he can't remember a single time in our entire friendship where we've had an argument. Like at all. Like not one time. And I know a lot of people like that. And I've just been really, really fortunate in that regard, I guess. I mean, I've had a lot of people that I've come across that I didn't like. Don't get me wrong. And our relationship just didn't work out the way that it was supposed to. But... It's never been in a way in which I can give you a list of red flags. Dang, what does that mean about me? Because I've beefed with the both of y'all before. Our beefs are like, I mean, family beefs. It is what it is. Z's just not really a confrontational person in the first place. I'm definitely not a confrontational person. Uh, I think that you like to die on a lot of hills sometimes that end up being a little bit more confrontational. The last argument we had was about you. Know, I don't even remember what we were talking about, but I just remember you were drunk the on diaspora. Tuesday. The fucking Africa, like, oh, bro, it made me <laughs> so mad. Yeah. I, I like I haven't been that like mad in so long, bro. I was, yeah. Like, yeah, and then you were you said something, you started getting sarcastic, and I was like, all right, then, bro, and I hung up. But like, yeah. but it, it doesn't happen often. Talk, talk about ludicrous in Ghana. Man, <laughs> it it doesn't, it doesn't happen often, but it's it's really just I'm just not the type of dude. I'm not the type of person to let you walk over me in a conversation. There's definitely a limit, but I'm not the type of person that's if I can see an avenue in which this confrontation can end amicably, I'll take it. I'm not the type of dude to turn up the heat. So if I understand you're beefing about something or you don't see something the way that I see it or whatever, I'm gonna try my absolute hardest to sidestep it. But if you keep going, it ends in that whole conversation about Africa. Because I don't think if you remember, bro, I tried ending that conversation at least six times. Like, I was like, all right, bro, it's all good, bro. We ain't got to see about it. And then you kept going. And I was like, nigga, <laughs> like, bro. And it ended up being something. But, um, yeah, to answer your question, long form, story short, I, I, I don't really have a lot of red flags. It's all empathy-based and... um it it's really My it man just like good kind-hearted women that know his sense of humor straight like that that's it that's all i can ask for what a what a genuine guy it's great like that what a what a genuine guy my women have to pass a 200 question exam in two and a half hours <laughs> and score in the 90th percentile and they're all short answer i don't want to i don't want no multiple still, choice here there's a short answer and they they still be fucking up oh after they God. pass the test that's, that's what's crazy about it yeah man 
But uh, you know, you you ask some very interesting questions about relationships because it's never been a. a I, I was telling you the other day when you uh, listened back on the other podcast, you were talking about your medical profession, and there's certain things that you get passionate about, and you ask very very interesting questions, or you you bring up very like in depth conversation that I just don't normally have because yeah. I don't really talk about relationships to people, and I also don't really talk about the medical field as much as yeah. as interesting as that really is and i can tell specifically because like looking at you right now when you kind of uh i'm not gonna say bow out but when you're when you're not uh mm, what's the word engaged when you're when you're not well i don't even want to say engaged because you like we're we're you're still very engaged. engaged you're not like you're not you're not dismissing me or anything i'm not but, passionate like, maybe yeah when you yeah when you, like when you get passionate like you sit forward at yeah. all times elbow elbows on knees like yeah. forward but when it's kind of like i don't know too much about here i'm gonna just i'm gonna just give like what i do know top of my head type joint you normally like sit back in your calm and that's one of the and things it's like, Oh, my fault. My fault. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, nah, you sure? That's one of the things that I really want to teach my my kids. And that's anything, one of the things that I I value about myself personally. And you've said it before. I don't have a problem in admitting what I don't know anything. Yeah. If I, if I don't know much about nothing, I will sit here like and be completely quiet and listen to you talk about it. And you may not spur a thought in that moment for me. But I might recognize it later and come back and be like, oh, damn, Darren, I remember when you told me about da-da-da-da-da-da. Most of my conversations always start with, I was having a conversation with blank. Yeah. And I might not have known nothing about that conversation, but I've really taken into what you're saying. And it, I, I never try and be dismissive. I just try and absorb what you're telling me. Because that, that's a perspective that I just don't know about. Like, And I'm completely comfortable with saying, hey, bro, I have no idea. Or nah, bro, that's last not question, reality. because we've been uh, for the last little bit, we've been focused solely on the women's. Um, is there anything? If we're just talking about interaction, personality, you know, I don't know if it's. I guess it'd still be technically called love language when you're when you're talking about a platonic relationship as well. But is there anything different in between or? with uh like your platonic relationships versus your romantic ones that you uh give or require besides like like sex where you require sex that's crazy bro don't set me up like that <laughs> jesus christ man is that not what the man said man i mean if you have some to spare, <laughs> then, then I will take a crumb. Oh my god! I said that. So, I said that to somebody the other day because I, I can't remember what she said, but I was like, "So what you're basically saying is," and I said exactly what she said, but made it sound fucking terrible. You do that and to me like, all the time. Make, <laughs> I, was, I was like, "Yo, I make." I tell that I do that to my best friend all the oh time. Oh my god. But because I, I didn't lie, I didn't lie at all. You've made me sound she insane says. before. Like, <laughs> like, bro, I know I didn't say it like that. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way I didn't say it like that. Hey, bro, I'd be summarizing. That's all. Have me thinking I was crazy. Um, bro, you just said you require sex in your in your uh, romantic relationship. That's, that's what, what I said, said, Darren. Bro. But that's not what I meant. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, but but uh, the difference, man. Uh, no, you know, it's weird that you say that. And it might lead into like a contradictory statement that I made. There really isn't much of a difference. Like, hmm. other than that aspect, there isn't really huh. much of a difference. And the reason why that's contradictory is because we did have that conversation. You know, but, this, what you're doing right now is very reminiscent of you calling me a black and then dying on the, die, get, getting shot on that hill later. It's close. It's really close, but it's not. It, <laughs> I, I stand on what I said earlier. And I and and the only the man you wow you asked such a great question bro I'm upset that that just happened. Um, this nigga just said he's upset that I'm smart. <laughs> no, okay, so check this out. So the the difference might be that level of comfortability, right? Hmm. When I'm with my significant other, I I try and be as authentic. Not that I'm not authentic with my friendships, but for specific example, affection, right? Mm -hmm. I don't realize how affectionate I am until I'm in a relationship. But when I'm with the homies, I might give you, damn, homie, you looking good today, fam. I like the fit. Like, you know, I might give you like those type of things. And those are like those little moments. But when I'm in a relationship, it it cranks up a notch. Bro, and I feel more comfortable years. to do that. It took you years to put the I in front of the love you when you were talking to me. Oh, I would for sure just hit you with the love you, dog. Hey, man. Hey, man. Love you too, man. You gotta, you gotta nah, preface bro. it with a bunch of. I need stuff. you to take. I need you to take ownership of your love. Yeah, man. Who loves me? And who you do? And that, and that is the difference. To be honest with you, because I don't have a problem with that in relationships, but in 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 friendships, it it takes a minute, and, and you know. It isn't until I've gotten older that I've really understood how important it is to tell somebody that you love them. Is it just friendships or is it uh, friendships with men? Friendships because given my current state of events, I'm not telling any other woman that I love them right now. I have a girlfriend. Um, <laughs> but, Are you you're supposed to make that drop, dog? I was supposed to make that drop. That's gonna be on the next podcast for sure. I'm gonna get that drop going. I got you. But um, yeah, man, it it it's it's really just the level, like the the crank, the knob. I turn it up yeah. to ten when I'm in a relationship. It might be on a smooth seven when I'm with the homies. Nah, right. I, I give everybody ten. I give everybody ten, man. If I fuck with you, I fuck with you. The only extra, the only thing extra I'm giving my ladies that I'm not giving the homies is kisses. That's it, and dick. That's it. Kisses and dick, and tickle fights. You giving the homie tickle fights? Nah, bro. You already got you. Hell, <laughs> bro. Die on the hill, bro. You giving the homie tickle fights? I feel nah, you. Nah, bro. I'm not tickle. I'm not tickle fighting with the homie, bro. What the fuck? I know I said it earlier, but it was a joke. Not tickle fighting with the homie. Jesus Christ. Man. Brad, so, I mean, nah, but, what were you going to say? Uh, I don't know. I, pro I was probably just going to reiterate everything I just said. Oh, I mean, go ahead and give it I mean. Summarize. The summarize. No, nah, uh, you know, it, it's just, uh, I think that relationships are 
they aren't as complicated as people make them seem. I think where the complication comes in is where people try to put a line in the sand with romantic versus platonic because relationships are relationships. The way you interact with people doesn't change much uh, based on the status with them. So technically, your girlfriend is still your friend and you treat your friends a certain way, chances are like you treat your girlfriend a certain way. Because me personally, I pay attention to how my friends, girlfriend included, treat other people. Because I don't want to be in a position where I see them do something and I'm like, oh, you know, they would never do that to me. And then they do that to me. I pay attention to things like that. The way you treat your your friends and your family outside of me is going to dictate how you treat me. Yeah. 100%. So, you know, like the, the way I love my romantic partners when I get to that level is the exact same way I love my friends of 10 years. The it, it's It's the exact same. I would never do anything to one that I wouldn't do to the other or for the other because that's that's just how I'm built. Built like that. Yeah, you know, a nigga like me. No, nah, dude, I, f- I feel that 100%. I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I mean, we, we see it a little different, but I feel exactly what you're saying. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is always the great the, the great aspect of the conversation. Oh, well, you were talking, though, and it, and it... it reminded me of a conversation i had when you see on social media and this person's significant other post on the gram and they're like yo this is all this is my best friend and also my boyfriend is it possible to be in a relationship and you not have like darren you're my best friend but is it okay if my significant other is also not my best friend? Like we spent all these not years together, friend. we're hanging out, we're doo-wopping, going to picnics and shit like that all the time. Charcuterie board, charcuterie boards all over the place, and um, and shit like that. But like, like, and and you know, I I, I don't identify you as my best friend. We're in a relationship. Yeah, that's absolutely okay. That goes back to the the original uh topic that we were talking about when, when we got on this is that you you can't be everything's everyone. So what's the there disti- are, there are things that specifically me and you talk about that you can't talk or not that you can't but that you don't talk to Jessica about. What's the distinction? Like if okay, so I think just the well so so first off, first off, when we talk about distinction, I always think of things in time frames, right? So a red flag for me is ultimatums. I hate ultimatums. So any woman that has beef with you automatically has beef with me. And I've told women before, hey, I've known him for this long. In comparison to how long I've known you, I don't know you. Yeah. So that's your answer. Yeah. I like... We have like any any mm. woman that comes into my life already has a ten year start on you, you know. And when we had the conversation, the time frame aspect did come into play. Like, yeah, 
if I if we've been dating for three years and I've known the homies for five, then hey fam, I don't know what to tell you at that point. Like I yeah. like I just I was just with the homies. Like it was just me and the dogs for those two years. Not you mean him as your best friend. <laughs> This nigga has seen me cry before. <laughs> what are you talking about? This nigga didn't see me snot nose Viola Davis. What are you talking about? This nigga has is is filled me on the homie's bathroom floor. Um. Anyways. <laughs> anyways. 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 Uh, <laughs> shouts out to Germany, bro. Man, I really missed the shouts out to uh, Germany. I missed the the. I was gonna say motherland, but that's Africa. But uh, the uh, Aunt Anne. On land, the the cousin land, you know. Hey, bro, shout out Deutschland. Shout oh, shouts out to the Deutschlands. You feel me, Deutschland? Um, hey man, Holland, we out here. We Holland. Hey man, don't be. I know you're well traveled in the military, bro. Don't be getting off <laughs> yeah. all the other countries. It's it's just Deutschland out here. Um, and Prague. Shouts out to Pyeongchuk. Pyeongchuk, that's a made up name. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, something about that is xenophobic. It is feels a little xenophobic. I apologize <laughs> to the Korean community. I respect your culture. Um, man, we got in a really, um, a really dope podcast today. Uh, do you have any like little things? I have a couple little ones that I really want to get into. Man, so real quick before we leave, www.thehomiescloset.com the get homies closet get your homie merch make sure you get your when you're listening to this podcast you should have your homies uniform on as you're listening to the podcast so make sure you definitely go www.thehomiescloset.com and get your uniform because this is a homie sponsored podcast no. uh, or at the very least just start browsing while you listen to it and just like listen and shop at the same time oh for sure for sure um Quick thing holiday of season. Oh, hey man, perfect gift for the holidays. Now that you say it, make sure you guys are decked in decked the bow with halls of homies this holiday season. <laughs> you you feel me? You, you feel me? <laughs> no, nigga, I absolutely will not. I'm James Potton. I'm James Potton. That was from deep. This nigga. Um but real quick before we go, there's a couple like quick fire offs that happened in the last couple of days that I really want to run past you. One, mm -hmm. we don't got to get deep into it. The whole Jeezy battle. If you guys haven't seen that shit yet, that was for the culture. We smoking on Pookie Luck Pack tonight. No, we ain't. <laughs> we ain't smoking on Pookie Luck Pack. We smoking on Pookie Luck Pack tonight. I'm happy. Ooh, happy oh, everyone man. went home to their I families. Know. Hey, uh, we're we not going to get it onto this pod, but we're going to talk. Ashante and I specifically because we we didn't have it wasn't a heated disagreement yet but we will talk about uh uh who is supposed to be the bigger person in that situation there we'll definitely get into that we'll save that for the next podcast because I think that's a really yeah. interesting one yeah. um if you know you know Nate Robinson got duffed out by Jake Paul <sighs> so racist bro he so those racist. those hits felt racist and then the way he looked at him when he walked away he definitely was thinking. Man, yeah, nah, bro, I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if he said it out there. He probably, mm, he, he got that off. Yeah, man. Uh, shouts out to you know Nate do Robinson. We, uh, do we revoke his access to the culture? Nah, man. Listen, bro. <laughs> you know, I, 
I was joking with Twitter for a little bit, and I was like, ah, oh, it's funny. Nate Robinson really got duffed out. But it made me sad when I went to Nate Robinson's Twitter page, and he was, like, shouting out his kids. He was like, yeah, I'm going to do this for my kids, man. We're going to go out here. And his my children were watching that family, bro. Like, <laughs> he went into this fight so wholesome, and he was going to do it and make his family proud. <laughs> and I, bro, my heart couldn't let it. Like, I couldn't do it. Bro. Bro, the funniest, the, like, and don't get me wrong, I saw some funny fucking tweets. The funniest tweet was from Steph Curry. He was tweeting oh, like that man. nigga has stage four cancer and was in the hospital fighting for his life. He might have been, bro. Oh man, oh, Nate man. Robinson had to post an update. He was like, "Yo, guys, I'm all oh, right. I love man. y'all." <laughs> like, oh man, yeah, he man. Said, he said, "Come on, Nate, be okay." Jesus Christ, <laughs> man. I saw the Lion King joint. Oh, oh man. On him. Yeah, Yo, man. I saw a Netflix joint. It said Netflix. Are you still watching? Yeah. <laughs> just lay it on the back. I saw one. It was uh it was the Among Us meme. You know the emergency meeting joint that I put in the uh oh, man. somebody yeah. walked up and they saw the body and then they hit the button. <laughs> Bruh, man, shout out to Nate Robinson, bro. We ain't gonna take away those uh, dunk championships. No, that's my you, dog, nigga. bro. Nah, man. Fuck we gonna... you and Lil Wayne, man. What the fuck? That was my other topic. Lil Wayne dropped No Ceilings Three on any other occasion. This would be a national holiday that I would be blasting out my window as we speak. But man, man, Darren, out of all the cancellations, bro, I would have been okay. Listen, listen, I would have been okay with that entire tape. If he didn't double down. And for and forgiven what he did if he hadn't doubled down in that song. Uh I don't even want to get I don't even want to get the verse off. But just the fact that he did that, I'm I'm good off on it. It just hurts your I'm heart. Still, I'm gonna listen I'm gonna listen to the music that I have already from him, but anything new, nah, I can't do it. It's really and it sucks because that project is really dope. Like I listened to it one way through and I heard it and I was like, ah, god damn it. But like it sucks because you you really you don't expect that from Wayne. You don't expect Wayne to be socially and politically conscious in the sense that, like, nobody is ever really, you know what I mean? Like, that's not his Duffy. And the one time he chose to, he was on the wrong side. It's just not it, man. But, you know, uh, No Ceilings 3 came out. Uh, no Ceilings no 1 is for sure always the all-time classic. Um, uh, what else happened? What else happened? Um, something else happened. Oh, if you are in Georgia right now. Make sure you get registered to vote for the runoff on January 5th. We definitely need you guys to all show up one more time and vote those two senators into office. They seem like really dope dudes. More importantly, it it, it gains the Democrats the control of the Senate, um, which is also very problematic. But it's also very important to get any type of change in the next however many years. So we definitely need... Those two Democrats, if you guys are registered to vote in Georgia, please get out there and vote. Um, what were you about to say, Dan? Nothing. Um, and I think that might be it for the things that I saw over the weekend. I think it might be time to wrap up. Uh, Dan, this was a very good podcast, man. I really appreciated uh, the conversation. It made me think for a second. Uh, it's definitely yeah, it was yeah. definitely a little bit out of my comfort zone and it comes to the content but you know 
it definitely uh we oh, uh, were able to, to stretch our intellectual legs man right bro damn i didn't mean to do that but yeah man we'll be back here probably next week we trying to record another podcast next week um hopefully z will hop on with us next time i'm actually off um if we if we get another one in like today um i'll be off friday so your thursday i can be up early 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 to get that off and then enjoy my promotion weekend shout out to my boy for getting promotion promoted one more time shout out to sergeant d street always my boys out here doing it big we'll see y'all boys and and women and ladies and not nuts across somebody's desk on tuesday and non consensually hey man don't get a splinter hey yo we are out of here thank you so much for listening to another iteration of the two-tone podcast it has been a pleasure and we will see you guys soon love you beautiful people